0: Taking care of your dogs can be rough. Luckily, your friends over at BarkBox have you covered. Sign up to receive monthly care packages delivered right to your door with food, toys, and treats customized just for your dog. With prices starting at $23 a month and free shipping, now is the time to get started with BarkBox. Use our personalized BarkBox link either in the description or on our social media platforms to get deals, promotions, and more for your favorite pups. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona small ball podcast where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because honestly, Arizona small balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, February 14th. Reyes is here with me as always, and it is officially playoff time. We're going to talk about matchups in the first round for the 3A and the 2A, and we're also going to look at the final four for the 1A. We wanted to take a second, though, and talk about our bracket challenge that we got going on. We started it for the 1A, maybe a little bit late, but it is what it is. It snuck up on us. Our 3A bracket challenge is out today. The deadline to fill out a bracket is Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm filling out my bracket right now. I'm holding it up to the screen. I'm filling out my bracket as we're talking. Be on the lookout for instructions on social media. Hey, the 3A bracket's going to be crazy. If anybody's able to predict every single team, I'll be surprised. We're going to have our 2A one that releases on Wednesday night. But is there anything else you want to say about that, Reyes, with the tournament bracket challenge? Other than Uh, my bracket's going to be better than yours?
1: Yeah, we'll see about that, dude. So you'll see me me and Jeff's uh, bracket. We'll post it on our social media about who we got going on and stuff like that. Obviously, you know, as we move on later into the playoff, we're going to talk about, you know, the, the thirty two, the top 24, Sweet 16, Elite 8. We'll cover all that week by week, you know how we do it. But for the bracket challenge, obviously it's to be a little, like, just kind of foreshadowing. I think I'm going to be the closest one to perfection. Um, on the ESPN bracket, I was 99.9%. I, I, still, missed-
0: I still think you're lying about that. I
1: sent Coach Letta a screenshot of it. So, I mean, it's not lying. It's just what it is. Um, it's, I think it's fun. You know, we want you guys to interact. I think it's cool for the, you know, the three and the two A to get love. I think we're curious what you guys think. If you guys have been following us throughout this whole season, you kind of get a feel for the teams and hopefully your predictions are right.
0: And you know this, whenever we post polls on Instagram or Twitter, mostly the players are better predictors than we are.
1: That is true. So players, you know what I mean? If your team, obviously for those of you that are in the playoffs right now, you're confident in your team, put them on there. We'd love to see it. We're going to share it on social media. So just be on the lookout for that.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun. If you got any more questions, you can shoot us an email. You can DM us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. I mean, we got it everywhere. So you can reach out to us if you want to know more about it. But just look at social media, and we're going to have some more instructions about that later on.
1: Or hit the hotline on our website. Hit the hotline. Hit the hotline. Dude, ask us any questions you want. Give us a flagrant. I'm just kidding. A flagrant a flagrant <laughs> comment. <It's a> hotline. <laughs> All
0: right. Ray, are you ready to start with the 3A? I am. Let's get it. Okay. So whatever happened to, if you're the number one seed, you have an easier route to the championship.
1: That clearly is gone. In that's the not, that's not the ABA case division. right now. <laughs> it is not the case whatsoever. Man, that road
0: to the ship is tough. So I want to start by just looking at that side of the bracket with valid because it's pretty tough. And before we even talk about these predictions, I just want to say for you coaches, players, just a reminder, this is an all-new season. It doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. It's playoff time. You know, It's all about who is better on the night that you play. We just lost a tough one last night, or not last night, but earlier this at the end of last week against Fountain Hills. And one of the things that we told our players, they were better than us in every facet of the game tonight. And that's all it's about when you get into the playoffs. It's not about, oh, we're better than them. Who's better on that night that you play? It's always fun because the stakes are higher. Let's start by looking at this side of the bracket with Valley Christian and Gilbert Christian that gets the bye. First game we want to talk about, number 17, Benjamin Franklin, at number 16, ALA Ironwood. The computers have ALA Ironwood winning 55-51. to 51. The winner of this game plays Valley in the next round. Hey, it'd be tough to get matched up with A.L.A. Ironwood in the very first round.
1: I mean, that's no easy matchup for anybody. And especially, I mean, you look, you look at some of these rankings and you see some of the teams that are ranked, they're a little bit lower seeds than you would expect. But don't let that number on the side fool you. These teams can flat out play, just like Jeff said. When the playoffs come, it's who's better that night. And I would hate to see one of the, like A.L.A. Ironwood or Sabino or anything like that for your first game, for a playoff game. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of happens. A.L.A. Ironwood's a
0: tough team. Should be a good one. Do you you agree with the computers? They have Ironwood winning by four.
1: I actually have Ironwood by ten. I think Ironwood gets it done. I think – and I know they've had their struggles, obviously, in the regular season, but I think – Now's the time where you can't have any errors and whatever problems they were having in the regular season about finishing games, they can't have that now. So they need everybody to be bought in to be able to finish games. And I think that's what they'll do against Benjamin Franklin.
0: I got Ironwood winning too. I think it's by 15. You know, they already played each other earlier in the season and earlier Ironwood really handled their business against Benjamin Franklin. Obviously, it's going to be different because the stakes are higher in the playoffs. But I will say that Ironwood... One of the positives was some of the the way some of their games. I mean, they were in Coolidge. At Coolidge, they were up by like five with four minutes left. I mean, and, and like what you said, they had a hard time finishing that game. They have some experience in that. I think they're going to be able to put it together because Coach McCurdy is an awesome coach there. It going to be a fun first round. I got Ironwood advancing and seeing Valley next. Next game I want to talk about. Number 24, Parker at number nine, Thatcher. And hey, let me say this, man. Parker and Tonopah were in a dogfight. I think it was Friday night to see who was going to get into the playoffs. Parker beats Tonopah getting into second place over in their region. They squeak in the playoffs at number 24. They got a tough one against Thatcher. Computers have Thatcher winning 63 to 59. What do you think about this matchup?
1: Uh, I mean, like I said, I like that. Leo
0: Scott Jr. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, you know, you got to give it to Parker, you know, for squeaking in. That's tough, man. I mean, you know, they were on the bubble and, you know, they were able to get it done. You know, so shout out to you and all that. But, I mean, Thatcher ain't no punk. That is not a cakewalk whatsoever. That's honestly a tough matchup to see, especially for your first playoff game. Um, If you currently think about, you know, Thatcher's 13-5 heading to the playoffs. Their last game was against Florence. They ended up winning 80-61. to I have Thatcher running away against Parker. I think that even though the firepower that Parker carries with Leo Scott Jr., I think overall Thatcher has the more complete team, or I think they'll be a little bit more physical. It is at Thatcher, too. So that is a home home court advantage for Thatcher. So I have Thatcher advancing to against Gilbert Christian. And I have Thatcher winning by 15.
0: As much as I mean, Parker, they play so hard, man. And you know, they're gonna show up and they're gonna give them hell, you know. But hell, I said hell, maybe I should say heck, they're gonna give them heck. No, they're gonna give them hell, you know. They're going out there, they're gonna be ready to go. I know you're laughing at me too that. I'll bleep it out, maybe if I remember.
1: <laughs> no, don't bleep it out. Leave that
0: in there. <laughs> it's not even bad. But Parker's gonna go over there, they're gonna give him hell, man. And like I the game against Tonopah, I mean, I think it was like a six-point game or something like that, and they're playing, they're both playing to try to get in the playoffs. So That's just a really cool atmosphere. I do see Thatcher winning, but I see Parker putting up a really great fight and competing good against Thatcher. So, yeah, it's just going to be a great first-round matchup. The winner of this will go on to play Gilbert Christian. Seeing a matchup between Gilbert Christian and Thatcher, I'm telling you guys, this side of the bracket is freaking loaded. Like, this is not an easy road at all. Probably one of the more difficult ones on here because all of these teams are really well coached, a lot of great players, good firepower. Moving on, you got number 21, Santan Foothills, at number 12, Chinley. This is a really interesting one because these teams are very different. Santan Foothills is pretty good. I like Santan Foothills a lot. I'm one that put you on. You what?
1: I put you on Santan Foothills. Remember, I thought, about the, hey, we need to get these guys recognition early in the season because they were undefeated.
0: You're right. You're right. And they're good. I just watched the game against ALA Ironwood. Uh, that was the end of last week, and they looked pretty tough. The computers have Chin Lee winning 68 to 54. What do you think about that?
1: I have chin- – not necessarily running away, but you guys must have forgot that res schools are back. Res teams are back. And for those of you guys don't remember, if the res team is the higher seed, what happens, coach? You go play at their place. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're telling me San Antonio Foothills, you know, great team, well coached. I like what they got, their squad. They got good guards. They're going to have to walk into the Chinle Wildcat Den – and for those of you who don't know, Chinley has probably one of the nicest arenas, not just small ball, in like from 6A to 1A. They have an arena. They have a really nice gym. Other so, than ours, right? Not better than ours. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Theirs completely walks all over ours. Uh, Chinley has a great setup. Their fans are going to be rocking. They're just happy. Playoff basketball is back. I think Tantan Foothills with the crowd and all that. I do think there's going to be so much going on for Santana Foothills to kind of really dial in. I think Chinley will be able to disrupt them a little bit and kind of beat them by 12. I have Chinley 12 over Santana Foothills. And I'm going to go ahead and say like a 62-50 or even a high scoring game,
0: 72-60. I got Santana Foothills pulling this one out. <laughs> At <Chin> Lee? <laughs> At Chin Lee. I got Santana Foothills. I like them. I think that they're going to give, uh, they're going to give uh, Chinley some problems. I like what they were on offense. I think, I just think Santan Foothills throughout the course of the whole year has played really tough teams. And I think that the teams that have been playing are at a different level than Chin Lee. It's a great team. I think it's just a different level. I think they're going to be ready to go. I see Santan Foothills winning by like six or seven. Okay. I got a it on my brackets right here. So I'm uh, hey. proof of it right there. All right. Hey,
1: you know, you do what you feel, whatever. I'm just saying. This is tough to go in the wildcat den and pull one out. So if you know Santa Claus does do it, congrats to you. I'll tip my hat off to you. But until then, you know, I'm going to go with the wildcats on this one, plus 12.
0: It and is going to be a tough environment.
1: Yeah. And then they're going to, whoever wins out of that, will end up playing a uh, found Hills.
0: Which will be a tough matchup for anybody that sees them in the playoffs. I see Fountain Hills making a pretty good run, but we'll talk about them a little bit more in our next pod. Next up, we got number 20, Tuba City, at number 13, Northwest. So, I mean, kind of very different styles of playing here. The computers have Tuba City 60-55. to The winner goes on to play Yuma Catholic. I mean, this is Justin Smith, again, with Tuba City coming out. you think he's got this one?
1: This is where it's interesting because we've seen that when it comes to fast-paced teams – Northwest has struggled against, you know, a team that pushes in transition, but their size is what helps them. Their athleticism, the way they lock in on D.
0: Their physicality.
1: They're very physical. Their guards are very physical. Tuba City, and that doesn't mean Tuba City's guards aren't physical. It's just that Justin Smith, the way he runs his offense at Tuba City It's the same thing he ran over at Page uh, the last year. And yeah, that worked. Obviously, it's just different personnel, though, you know? This one's an interesting one because I kind of want to rock with Tuba City, but I think Northwest is going to be a low scoring game. And I think Northwest will be able to pull this one out. Because I'm just going back to when they played against Push Ridge and pulled that one out. Like, you know? So I'm going to go ahead and throw
0: it back. You're throwing it way back to that.
1: Way back. So, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say, you know, Northwest pulls this one out. I think it's going to be a nitty-gritty one. I'm going to say Northwest by, what did it say, by five? No, they had, they had Tuba by five.
0: Yeah, they had Tuba City winning by five.
1: I'm just going to flip-flop that they had Northwest winning by five against Tuba City.
0: I also have Northwest winning. You know, looking at from a coaching standpoint, Justin Smith against Jason Cook, just kind of seeing how they coach against each other, the game plans is going to be pretty fun. I think Northwest is going to – it's going to be close, but I see Northwest coming out on this one and facing Yuma Catholic in the next round. That's going to be a really fun matchup. I can't wait to talk about that. I agree. I agree. I
1: agree.
0: All right, let's move on to the other side of the bracket. Got number 19, Payson, at number 14, Sholo. Bam, 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 bam. Freaking Payson. Hook them horns. The dogs over at Payson. You guys are just a great season. That's awesome. Uh, really moving up into that 19 spot is sweet for them. They're going to be over at Sholo. They're going to have to go up against Cougar Cook, and their bigs over at Sholo. The computers have Sholo sixty-one to fifty-six taking care of business. Are you thinking like Payson's a Cinderella story here? or Do you think that the the algorithm and Max Preps is right?
1: It's tough because you know Payson has already played Sholo twice. The first time they met, Payson lost by 70-67. The last time they met, which was on February 8th, if you remember, it was 58-31. Sholo handed them a tough loss at Sholo. So let's just put that in perspective. So it's tough to say. I want to ride with Coach Mavis in the Pacing Longhorns because I think their story from what they had last year, they weren't even, like, a thought as a playoff team. They were were being honest. Like, they just weren't a thought. We weren't even really talking about them as much. And here they are the 19th seed here to compete you know, in the playoffs. So, I mean, I want to – I want to, but I think Sholo gets it done against Payson. I think it's going to be a closer game. I think it's going to be kind of like the first game they met. And I'm going to have to say Sholo beats Payson by four, and I'm going to go ahead and say 64-60, Sholo advances to play Cam Verde.
0: How are you going to disrespect the Longhorns like that? I got the Longhorns – Taking care of business here. It's going to be close, like you said. I think I think it's like a one-point game. And I think it's going to be low scoring too. But I think the first time pacing coming out, it's hard to beat a team three times. We know that. We've seen it. You know, that doesn't help us because we two years ago, we still got beat three times. <laughs> but yeah. you know, there it's hard to beat a team three times. I think Coach Mavis and his boys are going to be fired up, they're going to be ready to go. I like pacing here in this first round advancing, but it's going to be a good one no matter what.
1: So you have Payson advancing against Cam Verde. Yep. Yep. Okay, I have Sholo advancing against Cam Verde, So
0: we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens. Okay. And then we got number 22 Sabino at number 11 Eastmark. Now this is kind of a, a cool matchup because hey,
1: you got con you
0: got conflict of interest right here, buddy. I don't got no conflict of interest. Okay. But this is an interesting one. And this is why for those of you who tuned into the pod last week, when we had coach Obi tan from Sabino on here, he said that he was not impressed with Eastmark and that Eastmark is not, you know, every time he sees them, they're losing and he wasn't sold on them. You got a chance here. You know, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, Coach Tan's going to do a great job getting ready for it, but it's going to be a fun matchup. The computers have Sabino winning 66 to 61, a five-point game. What do you think about this one? Do you think that Sabino and Weston Habig, Travis Reynolds can go up really good against Eastmark? Do you think Eastmark gets the better? This one, this one's tough too,
1: only because of just the two teams. They're both very physical on the defensive end. Um Sabino obviously has the more deck, not decorated, but more just highly stout guard, and they're big. Eastmark, they're kind of like, just they're they're very athletic, they're very nitty gritty. They just don't have a player that really stands out for them. But Eastmark's had a tougher schedule. Straight to right. schedule. Like Eastmark's went through some the gauntlet. They played Coolidge, they played Fountain Hills, I believe they beat. They played Allen Arnoldwood, Florence. They played Valley Christian to a one point game. They played Gilbert North. Like, they played all these teams, you know, and yet I get it. They came up short in some, but that doesn't mean they don't have the capabilities of it. But I'm going to go ahead and say Sabino beats Eastmark, and I'm not going to really call it an upset. Like I said, don't let the numbers fool you on the side. I think Sabino beats Eastmark by six. I'm going to go ahead and say 66-60. I just think Eastmark's a little too streaky for me, and like I said, maybe their win streak lands against this game but I just don't like the streakiness of it. I need someone that's going to be consistent and know what you're going to get night in, night out.
0: I agree with you. I got Sabino for that reason. If you look at Eastmark, they play a really great game, and then they they have a game that's not as good. But regardless, they're both great squads. It's going to be a really close game. I could see it being like a one-point game, but I could see Sabino winning against Eastmark here. It's going to be a lot of fun. I wonder if Weston Habig is going to be able to have a big night against them. it be interesting to see the game plan between these two squads because I'm just really interested about how that's going to go.
1: I agree with that. And especially we have though too. It is at Eastmark High School. So, like I said, I don't know what kind of home court advantage that really gives Eastmark as far as, you know, their gym's really nice. That's where they held the state championship and whatnot. Maybe that gives them an edge. I'm just curious how Eastmark's coach is going to game plan against Sabino and vice versa, just kind of to piggyback off what you just said. So should be interesting, but I believe Sabino will get the dub and then they will go ahead and face, I believe, Holbrook that next round.
0: It'll be great to see that matchup. Okay, speaking of Sabino, talking about another one in the South, you got number 23, Pushridge, at number 10, Snowflake. Hey, I just got to say this. Pushridge had an amazing game against Sabino to really cement their their number two spot in the south. And it was just a fun atmosphere, man. Kids were going crazy. The place was bumping. It was a really close game. I got to say this too: Ryan Robinson hit some huge shots in that game. And I mean, this was a huge win for Pushridge because, you know, Again, just Coach Tan Sabino Push Ridge. It's just becoming like a nice little rivalry. It was a pretty cool win for Push Ridge. Two great teams, and uh, Push Ridge is going to face up against number ten Snowflake at Snowflake. The computers have Push Ridge by 0. .3. Okay, they have it by sixty to sixty point three. They have Push Ridge up ahead. What do you think about this matchup? I kind of like this matchup for Push Ridge. I like it for
1: Push Ridge. But if you go back in the previous episodes and all that, even like in the way like fall, even like probably a couple of weeks ago, who's my dark horse team?
0: All right, I know it's Snowflake.
1: So I gotta stick with it, and like I said, I love Push rich, their coach, their fan base, like it's great. I like this matchup for them, especially for their guards. Snowflake's a little bit more bigger and physical, um, but I gotta ride with Snowflake. It's at Snowflake High School. I like what Snowflake runs on offense. They still got their big – I think it's about like 6'6", 6'5". They got some pretty nice guard play as well. I think that could match up and they can get uh, – lock in on defense against push So, I have Snowflake. I'm going to go ahead and say Snowflake by three, and I'm going to say 53-50. Snowflake.
0: to 50
1: Yeah, I have Snowflake advancing to play Gilbert North.
0: Okay, I, I got push Ridge on this one, all right? And I got Pushridge. I think that their, their full court pressure is really going to give Snowflake some issues. It's just something that's pesky that you have to deal with it. Something else that is a key factor, Snowflake is going to have to be ready to go against some zone because push Ridge does play a lot of zone. If they're not shooting the ball well, if they're not getting good zone offense, it could be a long night. We'll just see how that goes. But I do really like This matchup, it's going to be a lot of fun. The winner goes on to play L.A. Gilbert North, which is going to be tough for anybody. This side of the bracket is also pretty tough. Moving on to number 18, Florence at number 15, Monument Valley. The computers have Monument Valley, 58 to 56. Who you got in this one? I'm going to go with Monument Valley. You
1: got Monument? I'm going to go with Monument Valley. You know, I like Florence. I think with that scoring, they don't – the combo is not there no more, right? No, no. They're not there anymore. No it's just uh, I forgot the kid's name already. Sorry about that. Florence. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Monument Valley not takes care of Florence, but I think Monument Valley beats Florence by eight. I think it's a high-scoring game. I think that because of that Monument Valley, Monument Valley has a great gym. The home court advantage is obviously there. The fans are going to be wild, ready to go. I just think that Rez teams usually play better when the lights are on them and when the crowd is buck wild. I'm not, like I said, I'm not superstitious, but like it's like your favorite line. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I'm a little like stitious.
0: Said,
1: he's a little stitious, and like I said, that's my stitious right there is when res teams have their home crowd and when everything's going wild and everything's just going for them, they just rise up to the occasion. So I'm, I'm going to say Monument Valley by eight. I think it's a very high-scoring game. I'm going to say 68-60, or no, it's about 78-70. Why not?
0: And that reason of being superstitious or I mean, a little stitches is why we're never dressing up for a game again.
1: Never, ever again. You will never see. (laughs) this.
0: We dressed up for our last home game and we did not play very good. So we all looked at each other afterwards and we're like, we're never dressing up again. We're done. (laughs) I agree with you. I got Monument Valley uh, winning this one. Florence has a kid who, if you don't know about, you should. His name is Brandon Farley. The kid is a stud, man. He can actually sneaky athletic. He can get up pretty good, but he's just he's on a tear of scoring. He's a he's a great player. Florence is battle tested, so this is not going to be an easy game. I do agree with you that. The home court advantage is going to help Monument Valley. I think they're going to come out ready to go, and I just think Monument Valley has a lot of guards that are really dangerous that'll give Florence some issues. So I got Florence winning, or I'm sorry, I got Monument Valley winning and I got them winning by, I think I got them winning by like 10 or something like that. It's not going to be like a massive pull away, but I got them winning by 10. The winner of this game, it's got a tough matchup. They go play against Coolidge.
1: Oof. That is, you're going to be happy that you get past that first round, but then you can come right back and get ready to get thrown that gauntlet again. So
0: just be ready for that. What's that saying? It's like out of the frying pan and into the fire or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I may have got that wrong. I don't even know.
1: I think you got that really wrong.
0: I think I got I'm it like, right, I'm, actually.
1: I'm going to say grease. I don't know why. You get out of the grease and throw it to the frying pan. I know that sounds way off.
0: <laughs> that's not. What am I, a fried cook or something? I'm, like, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I got it right. Okay, so that is the 3A first round that's happening on Wednesday. Whereas, let me ask you this, okay? Who do you think is the best team in this first round? In this first round, we put
1: him on the hot seat right now. I like it.
0: Just on the just in the first round, I'm not talking about in the playoffs. Like looking at these teams in the first round, who who just sticks out at you, like, ooh, that's a good, that's a good team right there.
1: Snowflake.
0: Snowflake, yeah. You said they're your dark horse.
1: Snowflake, or honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I'm not even gonna lie, you know, sometimes he's a bit outlandish and stuff like that. You got to give the man credit. He does a pretty good job. I think Sabino is one of the best teams in this first round for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I mean shoot, A.L.A. Ironwood, I'm about
1: to say you better rock with your team.
0: I know, I know, man. They're hey, they're battle tested. All right. You need to chill out. A.L.A. Ironwood, Thatcher. I think in uh, leads
1: to so Eastmark,
0: I mean, Eastmark, they're, they're good. I mean, they're they're, they're, there's, a, there's a lot of really good teams here in the first round. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, you know, we we're looking at our seating and like, where do we want to fall and, and what would be best? And we're looking at it. It's like, it don't matter where you fall. You got a dogfight one through, you know, wherever the, the playoff one through 24, you know, so it's just going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. If anybody gets their bracket hundred percent, right. I would be surprised.
1: We might, if you get the bracket right and the correct score right, we might throw in an extra prize or something. Cause that'd be crazy.
0: $10,000.
1: Okay, we're not ESPN, buddy. <laughs>
0: hey, that's a joke. We're not, it's not a $10,000 thing. Okay, just, just a joke. Yeah, we're, we're, like
1: the, we're, we're the bootleg version of the ESPN March Madness bracket.
0: The great value version.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: We're going to get to the 2A, but before we do, check this out. Okay, looking at the 2A, there's a lot more, it's a lot more competitive than we thought it was going to be at the very beginning. Let's look at some of these games on Wednesday. First off, you got number 24, Pignon, at And hey, let me just say this, okay, with the bracket challenge, the reason we haven't released the bracket challenge for the 2A today is because the first round of 16 happens, and then after that, everything gets reseeded. So we're going to release it Wednesday after this first round of games. So we're just previewing it. And then you have a bracket of, I think it's 16 teams that are left, right?
1: Correct, yeah, because this is only just a play-in game. And there's nothing wrong with the play-in game, but we're more focused on the road to the ship. So that's why we're just waiting until Wednesday, just to make sure all the seedings are correct for the 2A, and then we'll get cracking on that so you guys can catch your votes or choose your bracket and whatnot.
0: Can I, can I be honest with you about something? Of course. I don't like it when people say instead of the championship, they say road to the ship. You don't like that saying? I never liked it. I don't know why. Why? I don't, yeah, I don't know why. That's cool. To me, it's almost like when somebody goes to California and they say, I'm going to Cali. I'm like, just say you're going to California. Do you say Cali over California?
1: No, I say California. Okay. But when I'm in Arizona, I say, "Oh, when AZ.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I don't birdie, know. I just, I, I, I can't birdie. hear you say ship. Ship? It's all good. I'm going to try it. We'll see how it sounds. See if I like it or not. Okay. Give it a shot. Maybe next time. I can't do it right now. Okay, let's do the first the first round here. We got number of the playing games number twenty four. Pinyon at number nine. Phoenix Christian. Uh, Max Preps didn't have any predictions in for these games at this point, but I think that this game is going to be pretty handily on the side of Phoenix Christian. I think that you'd agree with me on this one.
1: Oh, definitely. I think what Phoenix Christian got going on, and
0: dude, they're so good.
1: They are so tough. I think they're led by that Tommy Randolph kid. If you, if, you're, if you follow the Twitter page at SmallBallPodAZ, if you are not, follow it. Um, you'll see a monster dunk from Tommy Randolph at Phoenix Christian against NFL Yet. Phoenix Christian bodied NFL Yet that game. I know they played again recently. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think Phoenix Christian was able to get the dub against that one against NFL Yet. Um, man, they are. I think they're battle-tested. Honestly, Phoenix Christian, if you remember, they met Scottsdale Christian on the 7th of February and you you mentioned that Phoenix Christian was up at one point in the game late in the fourth, if, I, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, they were up and they they just couldn't finish it, but it was a really good game.
1: So that's just where I think Phoenix Christian is going to learn from. They lost by four to Phoenix Country Day and then they lose 44 to 38 against a Scottsdale Christian, which, you know, is my pick to win win all. So I think Phoenix Christian's battle test, I think, it's one-sided. I think Phoenix Christian gets done single-handedly. I'm going to say by 18, I think Phoenix Christian runs away with it.
0: I think it's more than that, but, yeah, I got Phoenix Christian as well. They are led by Tommy Randolph, uh, Jace Hagan, uh, Xavier Sandoval, uh, Micah Carter. They've just got a lot of really good players on there, really athletic. It's going to be really fun to see where they get seated or matched up with in the actual first round. So that's going to be really cool. Then you got 17 NFL yet versus number 16 Wilcox. We're going to get to see Chris Floyd in the playoffs. I wonder if he's going to elevate his level of play. I would expect that he would. Who do you got in this one?
1: Wilcox is a very tough team. I know we've mentioned some of the teams that have played. Um, I do like NFL yet that Chris Floyd kid, the way Phoenix Christian played against him was tough, man. Like, They were all over them. I think if Wilcox did kind of steal a page from what Phoenix Christian was able to do, I think they could get it done possibly. Um, Wilcox. Like I said, Wilcox is interesting. You know what I'm saying? They played against a couple of good teams, like Santa Rita. They played against Pima. They got bodied by them. They played Miami. They beat Miami. Uh, They beat Marenzi, but then they lost to Benson Marenzi back-to-back. They beat Madison Highland, lose against Pima. So, I mean, they're – Wilcox is kind of like an Eastmark almost where they're just kind of up and down. I agree. They're riding a little wave. They're not really consistent. I think Chris Floyd shows up. So I'm going to say NFL yet beats Wilcox. I think Chris Floyd pulls up a monstrous number, honestly. But I think NFL yet wins by 12 against Wilcox. And I'm going to say 72-60.
0: I think it's going to be a little bit more than that. But, yeah, I've got NFL yet advancing – as well, over Wilcox.
1: always oh, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Uh, but if you look back at it, kind of like history necessarily, but if you keep looking back from the previous years and stuff like that, NFL yet in the playoff gets it done. You know, mm-hmm. they've been test tested mm-hmm. They won in 2017. They know, the coach knows what it takes to get there. So, I mean, they Did haven't – they win tra- it all in
0: 2017?
1: I believe it was 2017 or 2018. Dang. Fact check me if I need to be – let me know, fans. But I think I was right.
0: Okay, and our next matchup is. I actually, I'm not sure about this one.
1: This one's a tough one. To it's choose. hard,
0: man. Number 18, Benson at number 15, Glendale Prep. This is really difficult because Benson has played. I mean, the a game with Benson's schedule that really sticks out to me is earlier in the season, they played a very close game to Highland Prep, one of the better teams in the 2A. And then you look at Glendale Prep, Glendale Prep just keeps winning. They just keep winning. They just keep winning. I know Benson is really physical, a lot of, like, football-type kids. I think Glendale Prep might have the edge over Benson here. I got Glendale Prep winning, and I have them winning by, like, eight or something like that.
1: I'm with you. I'm going agree with you on this one. I have Glendale Prep winning only because of the Glendale Prep. And me and you both know Glendale Prep is a weird place to play at. The fans are honestly great for them. They do a great job, but for whatever reason, there's always some funky stuff going over there at Glendale Prep. So I think Glendale Prep has the edge there against Benson. I have them beating uh, Benson, but I think it's a closer game. I think it's going to be like a 6.4-point game. I'm going to go ahead and say 64-60. Well,
0: and here's the other thing, too. Glendale Prep just played ALA to a 10-point game. You know, they lost, but, I mean, they played them and competed pretty good. So it's going to be an interesting one, but that's a good game to watch out for. And then we got number twenty-one Chandler Prep, at number twelve Gilbert Classical. Hearing Gilbert Classical's name in the playoffs will always give me nightmares. Oh my gosh! But Chandler Prep versus Gilbert Classical, I think I got I think I got the lower seed winning here. I like Chandler Prep a lot. I think they're going to beat Gilbert Classical in this first round in the play
1: Chandler Grip. Chandler Prep, Chandler Prep is a great team. I like the way they sign. I like the way they coach. Gilbert Classical has played some pretty tough teams as well, I think. Um I'm kind of like I I'm a I'm a little kind of on the edge. I don't really know who to go for, honestly. With my bracket, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have it on me right now. I think Chandler Prep has gone through the fire a little bit more than Gilbert Classical, but I know Gilbert Classical has played like an ALA, a Phoenix Christian, they beat NFL yet. But against like the oh, they beat Chandler Prep
0: actually. I was look gonna say, score. look, look at that. So, so they beat they beat Chandler Prep and then keep scrolling. Oh, but then they lost again in the tournament. So I mean uh, Chandler Prep saw something where they made an adjustment. I like Chandler Prep over Gilbert Classical. I'm
1: gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go with Chandler Prep, but not because of that, but because of the Gilbert Classical right now is on a three-game losing streak. And each game they've only like so Santan charter they scored 44, Sequoia charter, they scored 44. And then against Chandler Prep, they only scored 37. So I'm going to go Chandler Prep beats uh, Gilbert Classical. And I don't think it's going to be the same score. I think it's be a little bit closer. I'm going to go ahead and say 52-46.
0: Chandler Prep wins. Mm. Okay, and then we got next up, uh, number 22, Scottsdale Prep versus number 11, Morenci. Who do you like in this one? Because Scottsdale Prep has kind of been an interesting one. They just beat Glendale Prep which probably helped them a lot in the rankings. But who do you got in this one? I think I'm going to go ahead and say
1: Morenci. honestly. I like what Morenci brings to the table. I like the wins that they have over some pretty decent teams. Uh, they played against – they played up in, like, as far as like division, they played bigger school, which I know it doesn't really mean anything. Granted, whatever, you take it with a grain of salt. But, I mean, like, they played some tough teams. You know, they played Wilcox. They played Pima twice. They played – I like San Carlos. So, I mean, like, they've played teams that I think might be a little bit tougher than Scottsdale. Even though Scottsdale's played Glendale Prep, I get that. I think Northland Prep. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say Morenci beats Scottsdale Prep, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's like a 46-40 game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring
0: game. I've got Scottsdale Prep winning this one. Mm. And And here's the thing. If you look at Scottsdale Prep, you've been following him a little bit throughout the season. Some of their games that they've had, they played ALA to a four-point game. They lost to, who am I looking at? They lost to Phoenix Christian by two in points. They've just, they've done, and they've also like played them again and then lost by more, so that's fair. But they have the ability to play up. When they're playing in the playoffs, their back's against the wall, I think they're going to come out ready to go. So I've got I Scottsdale mean- Prep winning.
1: I think they'll become ready to go. I just, like I said, what I mentioned about Marenzi earlier. But like I said, I just got it, like, for some teams, home court advantage, sometimes it doesn't matter. But for, like, a Marenzi or these red school teams, it matters. So I think is going to bring the house down and, you know, just kind of gives Costello mayhem, honestly.
0: Okay, and then we got number 20, Round Valley, versus number 13, Sequoia Charter. This is going to be an interesting one because – Round Valley, you know, usually really strong, really physical, a really physical group. Round Valley right now is sitting at nine and six overall. And looking at some of the games that they've played, they've definitely played up to some pretty good schools. It's going to be a tough one. Who do you think – who who do you got in this one against Sequoia Charter?
1: I like Round Valley. Something about them. I like them too. I like Round Valley in this matchup. I do think, you know, if I'm going from just like a on paper – Sequoia Charter probably beats Round Valley, but just for my gut and just some of the teams that Round Valley has played, like I said, they played like the St. John's, they played a Holbrook, they played a Monument Valley, you know, they played all these kind of bigger schools and stuff like that. And even though they got handed to technically and stuff like that, that's just a good look for them as they head down later in the season. So I'm going to go in and say it's an upset. Why not? I'm going to go uh, Round Valley beats Sequoia Charter. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to say 57-53. Round
0: Valley wins. So I've got, I've actually got Sequoia Charter on this one. I think that they're peaking at the right time. They're playing pretty well right now. And I mean, if you look at some of their latest games, Horizon Honor 73 to 50, they beat them in their tournament. They beat them right before that too and just drilled them. They lost to Highland Prep, but the score was 80 to 89. So they've got some ability to put up some points. I like Sequoia Charter in this matchup. Not been much, but I like it by about seven.
1: Okay, I'm with that. I'm just trying to be a little bit different. And like I said, I always love Round Valley. To me, is almost like a Payson.
0: For... Yeah, that's a good comparison.
1: You know what I mean? Even though Payson's having more of like a Cinderella story, um, I don't know. They just kind of like are very similar to me. So that's why I'm gonna go with Round Valley for this one.
0: Okay, and then we got number 19, Miami, at number 14, Valley Sanders. This is going to be an interesting matchup. I would love to see Gabe Escobedo just kind of go off for Miami here and just – be a force. We got Miami there. Miami's played some really – like played up to some really good teams. I like Miami in this game. I got them winning by about eight right here.
1: Yeah, so you think Gabe Escobedo is going to be that guy? I'm hoping. I like Valley Sanders, um, but if you look at the schedule, the teams they beat, it's not really strong. It's kind of hard to really get a read from them because, I mean, like I said, if you look back just from January 29th and down, it's Many Farms twice, Ganado twice, Pinyon twice, Hopi twice. So it was never like alternating or anything like that. I just don't really like that flow of the game. I mean, and if you look at the teams that they did play, you know what I mean? They, They just weren't really strong teams. That's not a knock on them. It's just, it's just what it is. So, I mean, I'm gonna have Gabe Escobedo. I think he's having a really good night. I think Miami's gonna put it together against Valley Sanders, and I think Miami, you know, beats Valley Sanders by. I'm gonna go ahead and say ten.
0: Okay, and I mean, was, what's hard about like that matchup, and then even this ne- next matchup we're gonna get to, I could kind of see it going either way. You know, these teams, they're they're somewhat close in where they're at. The next one that we got is number 23 San Carlos at number 10 Bisbee. Bisbee's kind of sneaky in my mind. Bisbee's been doing okay. A couple of key games for them as of late. They beat Madison Highland in overtime 82 to 70. They beat Morenci 71 to 58. They lost to Pima 56 to 79. So that's not a great loss. But I mean, they beat Benson 56-51. to 51. They've just got some really – they've they've played some pretty good teams here. What's interesting, I'm looking, it doesn't look like they played any tournaments, which that's kind of odd now that I'm looking at it. That is odd. But regardless, I think I got Bisbee over San Carlos, and I see them winning by about 12 here.
1: Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on you only because, you know, it's at Bisbee. I think Bisbee's played the stronger schedule, in which like I said I doesn't really mean anything. You show up to play, you show up to play. I think San Carlos is going to pack the house, and that's another thing with these res teams. I know we keep going back on the res teams. I'm sorry, but I just have to talk about them. A home.
0: You're team, just biased because you're native.
1: I am half, <laughs> halfway biased, um, but with uh, yeah, only half bias, only half bias. But I just, you know, we we talked about this. If we were to get scheduled against a res team, it's not really a home game. Let's just be honest. Yeah, like, no, you're right. You know, it's not really a home game because everybody's the whole fan. The whole town's going to go out and see. So that plays a factor, but I do think that Bisbee's going to get it done against our San Carlos. And I think Bisbee handed to them plus 15.
0: That's a pretty big score spread, but I could see that happening too. So, I mean, I think I set around that much too. So, yeah, I, I like that. So same question as a 3A. Look at this first round of 2A. Which team just really jumps out at you and kind of makes you be like, man, that's a pretty good team there in that first, like, playing. Phoenix,
1: oh, Phoenix Christian, without a doubt. Easily,
0: ever. right? I think that's the, that was an easy question. But, you know, Phoenix Christian is, I mean, honestly, man, you can make an argument for them that they're the most improved team from last year in the 2A.
1: Oh, yeah. Because last
0: year they weren't very good in the 2A.
1: Well, I mean, if you remember from previous, like, yeah, a couple, you know, we were talking about them. We mentioned them briefly, and we thought – could you imagine if you know? What if, let's just play the hypothetical real quick. I know we never. Oh, do.
0: I know it'd be over. I know what you're going to say. What
1: if? So if you guys remember, Gilbert Christian lost their big. If you remember his name, you remember his
0: name. Albert Wilson, and there was talk that he was maybe going to go there.
1: So his dad was the story was per Woj, per small per, ball
0: per, per per ASBP.
1: Per ASBP, the story was that. Albert Wilson's dad was going to become the new AD at Phoenix Christian
0: or something. Like he was going to take a job over there. Or something. He's going
1: to take a job administration, whatever, the, whatever the case, may you think to say, don't listen to us. We're kind of idiots, but <laughs> the Phoenix Christian was cl- very close to landing Albert Wilson. So I'm asking you this. If Phoenix Christian, yes, 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 yes. If Phoenix, yeah! Christian, if Phoenix Christian landed Albert Wilson, where is Phoenix Christian ranked are they on the top are they the number one team in the 2A
0: yes
1: do they beat do they beat Scottsdale Christian
0: yes that is I feel like what Phoenix Christian is missing is like a really good like a, a solid and let me say this about Albert Wilson he wasn't just a solid big he was he twenty play? he was twenty and ten as a sophomore just walking you know what I mean it's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, like 230, 240, the kid was a stud. That would have changed everything. So, yeah, that's a that's an interesting thought to think about.
1: I just thought about that, man.
0: Yeah, And yeah. all that, it was just, you know, I was talking to one of the coaches and, you know, they were saying that not that he was going to go there, but that maybe it was going to happen and it didn't end up happening. I think he moved away to Georgia. It was
1: like a 30-70 uh, like chance. He was going to go 30% he was, 70% he wasn't.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, any school that would get him, I, what I've heard, I've just heard amazing things about him. He's a great kid to coach, great attitude, just really good. So, Georgia is really happy to have one of Arizona's small ball's finest. I agree. <laughs> All right, so let's finish this thing up with some 1A talk. Hey, we were right about the 1A, man. Things have been crazy competitive. Yeah.
1: It's been crazy
0: and so different from last year because we talked about this in previous pods, but, you know, last year we kind of thought that everything in the 1A, well, not that we thought, but everything in the 1A was just so spread out. I mean, it was really a two-man race, Mojave Accelerated and North Valley. Here, I mean, it's been so much more competitive. I mean, you look at it, there's a lot of like six-point games, seven-point games, five-point games. Let's look at the Final Four. Because right now you got number six leading edge versus number two Tempe Prep. This is gonna be an interesting matchup. And here's what's the most interesting thing about this. Tempe Prep is the higher seed. Tempe Prep lost to leading edge in their region tournament, 56 to 58. It's gonna be a really, really good one. Tempe, what do you think about this? You got leading edge, you got Tempe Prep. I'm gonna go in and say leading edge, honestly. I think just kind of what you
1: mentioned, even though Tempe Prep did beat them early in the season, when it counted, Tempe, uh, Tempe Prep lost and Leading Edge got it done when it counted. So with that, I mean, they both pretty much played similar teams and whatnot, whatever you want to say. Well, they played each other two times. I'm sorry, three times. Three times. I just like the momentum that Leading Edge has going went into this game. So I'm going to go ahead and say Leading Edge wins. I think it's a very close game. I'm going to say like a 62-60 game, 61-60 game, why not?
0: So let's just look at this difference, though. So the first time Leading Edge plays at Tempe Prep, they lose 44-67. The second time they play against Tempe Prep at home, they lose 51-71. to And then the third time they play at Tempe Prep in the region tournament, and they win 58-56. to So I don't know what leading edge figured out, but they figured something out. And I mean, if you look at their road, just to get to Tempe Prep, they beat a really good Lincoln Prep squad. They beat a St. David squad by five. Now they're going to Tempe Prep. I do like leading edge though. I I got them winning as well over Tempe Prep and leading edge is going to have to deal with a lot of people. I mean, Tempe Prep is led by Phillips. McWorder and Williams, they're all averaging a decent amount of points. And the cool thing about both these teams is they both have a number of kids that can get some things done on the offensive end. Leading edge is led by Bynum, Morrow, and there's two kids that are named Francisco. I'm guessing that they're brothers, but they just have a lot of contributors as well. The computers have Tempe Prep winning 61 to 60. I disagree with the computers. As far as the outcome, I do not disagree with how close it's going to be. I think it's going to be at least within three points. Okay. That's going to be fun, man. I'm I'm excited about it. And I love seeing the 1A being a lot more competitive this year.
1: I agree with that. Also, even though I I have leading edge, don't be surprised if 10 people wins. And honestly, like, takes care of business. They're a good school. They They got a good program. Their coaches are doing a great job adjusting. They play some really tough teams. So I mean they could get it done. I just like the way leading is just projecting right now. I think like you said they're peaking at the right point.
0: Okay, and then we got kind of this interesting matchup here. In the other side of the bracket, for the final four, you got number one Mojave Accelerated. We're recording this on Saturday, so this isn't we the the game between Mojave Accelerated, but the game between North Valley and Mogion is tonight at seven so we don't know who's going to be the winner of that. Mojave Accelerated is waiting for the winner. How fun if we saw a matchup again, Mojave Accelerated versus North Valley. Who do you think comes out with North Valley and mogion before we talk about, like, Mojave Accelerated and all that?
1: I think North Valley gets it done against mogion and that's not a knock against mogion whatsoever. I think mogion's a really great program. I like what they've been able to do. Um, it's just that, like we said, we mentioned it before, North Valley Christian has kind of been battle-tested. They've kind of gone through the fire a little bit.
0: Their schedule is one of the toughest, if not the toughest 1A schedule that there is.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's not saying that mogion um, had a cakewalk or anything like that. But if you look at some of the teams that they were playing, it just was an easier route for sure than North Valley, who had to play a Rancho, who had to play a Scottsdale, who had to play a PCD, a Northwest, who to play all these schools. So I think North Valley is battle-tested. I think that they get it done. I think they – Take care of business against Mogion I think it's going to be a plus 15 game. And I have Mojave versus North Valley in the final four. And I'm already going to make my prediction. I have Mojave accelerating moving on. I think they're due for one. I think it's time for Malk to finally get one. So, you know, I'm, I'm rowdy for you guys, Coach Neil. So you, you guys better produce, I hope, because I want you guys to get one for sure.
0: It's going to be interesting. And, you know, we could be wrong about – Mojave, excel- or about North Valley, and Mogollon. I will say this, though. Mogollon has played some really good squads. They've played against Sholo, Xolo. Against- they haven't lost since mid-December. Think about that. And their loss was to the Longhorns, Payson. But then after that, what you said is true. The rest of their schedule was very – it was pretty favorable. So, I mean, they haven't had, with that, a close game – Oh, the February 2nd and February 8th. Those are somewhat close games. But, yeah, I think North Valley is also going to beat Mogion And this matchup between them and Mojave Accelerated, I don't know. It's almost it's, – is it too close to call? It's almost too close to call. Call it. Man, it's tough, man.
1: Hot seat right now. North Valley makes it. Who do you got going on, Mogion or North Valley right now?
0: I got North Valley okay, beating Mojave.
1: Mojave versus accelerated right
0: now. Let's go. You mean Mojave Accelerated versus North Valley? Who do I got?
1: Yeah, who do you got?
0: I got Mojave Accelerated. I think they're going to be able to pull it out. I think that, you know, the North Valley, they're they're tough and they've got some great players there. I just think Mojave Accelerated has a little bit more this year. And I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think it's going to be a five, six point game. But I can see Mojave Accelerated winning that and then advancing against in the championship round, we would have Mojave accelerated versus a leading edge. So that'll be an interesting matchup. That'll be cool.
1: That'd be very cool. If you look back at it too, Mojave, Malk, and NVCA have already played each other twice. Uh, The first time they met, Malk handed handed it to them 81 to 55. They met again in their 1A West tournament, and Malk was able to get it done 62 to 51, which was a closer game, but still, uh, Malk was able to get it done by, what, 11? So yeah, they were still able to get it done. So, I mean, they beat the Gregory School and they beat Desert Christian. So, I mean, right now, the way Malcolm is taking care of business, like they should, I think, like I said, I think they will not run away with, against North Valley, but I think they get it done. I think it'll be a closer game. I think it would be like a six-point game for sure.
0: No matter what the outcome is, the small ball playoff scene, 3A, 2A, 1A, It's must-watch. I mean, it's a must-see TV. It's going to be so fun to watch this. Be on the lookout for our our brackets. We'll post the 3A bracket. It's already posted today. And then we're going to post the 2A bracket on Wednesday nights. That way you guys can fill those out. Make sure you keep track of the deadlines. Make sure that you follow the instructions. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and supporting the Arizona Small Bowl Podcast. Good luck to all the playoff teams. Make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode coming. It might be coming sooner than you think.